What are you drinking? <laughs> is it coffee? It's, um, do you really want to know what's in it? Yeah, I do. It looks, okay. it looks kind of foamy. It's but... cashew milk with maple syrup and cold brew coffee and vanilla. What is it called? Um, it's called a cashew milk latte, but I got it from Clean Juice. Well, aren't you something? Yeah, I kind of am. It's, it's lighting <laughs> well, me up. I, I would I'd like I to I think I might teach today. Just sit there and listen, Steve. I think you probably <laughs> should. I would like to try it, but I think I've had my caffeine intake yeah. so far. Cold enough. brew is a different kind of <laughs> a different kind of injection of caffeine. It looks good, actually. It feels like it goes straight to your brain. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's kind of cold here today, so I think that the... We're really into coffee, life. aren't we? I mean, we're those guys. More we're those than, people. More than we should be. I don't maybe. know. It's fun. It's what, maybe it's a hygge thing, like we always talk about. It's a, a moment to, to pause. Hi, Maggie. Hey. I'm so glad to be back with you. <laughs> you too. I like sharing energy and space with you, by the Ooh, way. Okay. That's kind of important yes. to think about. Mm, yes. I, I Ditto right back at you. Not just, it actually is very important to think about. When, <laughs> no when way. Through your day. You, you, this we, matters. We really are sharing energy and space with whomever we are with, even if it's just for a moment. Mm. And I think that you are truly deceived if you think you can be around somebody that's negative mm-hmm. and it not become you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've always wondered, you know, I kind of understand why that is, what you just said, but I've always kind of wondered more about the mechanics of that because um, there's something about toxic energy that overpowers you know it pollutes it's kind of like you know you can't take pollution out of the air (laughs) not easily not easily so well it affects you your ability to live your truth Mm. when you are sharing energy and space and so and you can really tell if you are around somebody that is uh well we'll just say negative and you feel drained mm. because you're fighting to maintain your the integrity of your truth. Well, it's like you have to work double time. You know what you just described. You're we're we're pouring all of our energy into kinetic belief and uh, living our best life, and then all of a sudden you have to turn around and double that effort to overcome negativity. So you know who has that time? We're getting in <laughs> deep really fast, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because we didn't have the intro today. <laughs> we're just like boom. Go. <laughs> Maybe it's not any quicker than usual. I, I actually I like this. I do too. Let's just get on with it. I like your new mic setup over there. Thank you. It's very cool. I kept knocking the other one over. And <laughs> You're this a one, big this guy. One, this one must weigh 50 pounds. <laughs> You're not good. knocking that one over. But you know, when, when you do talk about sharing energy and space with other people, and it does happen whether you intentionally set out to... to uh, engage with others or not, there is a very real energy field and you can Mm -hmm. sense it around somebody Oh yeah, and around other people. Even if you're walking around in Target, you can still, there's an energy to the store. (laughs) Yes, there is. Energy to, there is a a collective energy in a space and And a place and you can sense it. And it says, buy things you don't need. (laughs) Buy things you don't need. Doesn't. (laughs) And so you do. And so here's all the, my new makeup. <laughs> but when we talk about feeling drained after being in, 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 uh, in a negative environment, it's because you, um, you identify, we identify with forms, we identify in, in life, when you identify with what is around you. And, and there's an osmosis to this, to, you know, if you're in a, 
I don't want to say this because I don't want to, I don't want to use a label in a negative way, but if you're in a, what you believe to be a beneath you situation, in a beneath you neighborhood, in a beneath you environment, and you identify with that environment, even if you're there for 30 minutes, it can drain you. And just this, the same thing happens if you are identifying with titles, you're identifying with what people say about you, you're identifying with what you, you think people think about you, which is one of the worst things you can do. The only thing that's going to stop you from advancing to enjoy a limitless life of success is when you identify with forms and titles and what people think about you or what you think they think about you. Yes. So that's one of the most powerful things for anybody to begin manifesting their best life to be able to grasp is to look inward for identification and not outward. And but at the same time protecting your space, protecting your your who you're sharing your space with intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a lot of I was reading just the other day another email from somebody saying, please help. I don't know what to do, but I, I work around, I work around so many toxic people. Yeah. So it's, you're being corralled. Uh, perhaps you feel like it's against your will and you're being corralled into an, into an arena mm-hmm. filled with negativity. Yes. So what do you do about that? You know, I hear what you're saying, Steve and Meg, but I have, I got to take care of my family. Well, do you remember not long after that email, another one came in and it was, um, Oh, I can't remember her name. I wish I could so I could say hello. But she said, I work in a toxic environment and I combat it by putting in my earbuds and putting your podcast on. And she's like, it all melts away. It's like, I'm not even there. It's like, I'm just at work with you guys, which. Well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the answer. Ding, ding. All right. That's the end of today's okay. podcast. We're Till finished. tomorrow. <laughs> not, not really. You know, one of the most powerful things for anybody to begin manifesting their best life to grasp is, I think, understanding that the most difficult concepts for people is is and i think to elevate yourself to transcend the 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 life that you're currently living is to understand how vital it is that we become free from labels free mm. from yes the toxic identities that we have have just like the lobster in water over yeah. decades have found ourselves mm. seated in. Well, we can't exactly blame just the toxic stuff out there, or the toxic people, can we? Because, you know, as you're describing all this, I'm mindful that, oh man, my ego loves that stuff. You know, <laughs> your ego is just like, yes, let me get the biggest label, sure. the, the top dog label. Let me argue with, let me set that person straight. And so there's a, you know, that we're dealing with these in, things internally, um, which is, I guess why it's it's the the mountain to climb that it is. Well, the ego is limited. The ego is not eternal, so the ego loves to to mm. identify with forms because wow. the the world is filled with forms, and to identify with it is to be encumbered, just like the the ego is, be encumbered by the limited, and then all things. Look, when all things pass away, because they will, all things that you can see and touch are going to pass away. And so will your identification with forms and labels. It will eventually pass away. So that's why it comes with sorrow and it comes with grief. There is a caged-in feeling that you have when you identify with the limited, when you identify with the finite. Wow. Hmm. You know, the saying... You've heard it. This too will pass. Yes. 
This too will pass. The lower self identifies with the temporary, like we're talking about. The ego identifies with the things that will pass. The higher self, which is what being a kinetic believer means, because regardless of the way things appear, regardless of what they say about you, regardless of the news of the day, kinetic belief fixed on the eternal possibilities of joy and happiness, the expanding life, the higher self does not identify, it just simply exists. Mm. It just is. Regardless of the environment, the higher self just is. And so in order to become more, we identify with the more, for example. You know, the, the presence of the emerging space from within is joy, happiness, it's peace, and which is the space in between forms. Peace is the peace of God. Mm. That's the space that's in between the things that are identified, yeah. the space in between the toxic. And so when we identify with a space in between the toxic and the defined, we are immersed then within the peace of God. I almost feel like you're describing a war of reality, realities. You know, what are we going to choose to live in? And they'll both seem just as real, but the only true reality can be the thing that will never pass away. True. And yes, that, that is the only authentic reality. Yes. Unless you make the, the inauthentic your yeah. reality. So I love, I love what you're describing because you can, you know, I'm, I'm so visual and so I can, it's so easy to visualize myself constantly asking this question of it, it this thing that I'm about to attach myself to or about to engage with or about to participate in, is this eternal? Is this mm. part of the eternal mm -hmm. reality? Because it's the only true one that I should be uh, interacting with. If you can see it and you attach yourself to what can be seen, there are consequences to that. Yes. And the, conse the consequences result from being attached to labels and to forms. Mm, yes. Freedom, freedom is the power or it's the right to to act. It's the right to speak. It's the right to think as you want to think without hindrance mm -hmm. and without restraint. And again, the limited has its hindrances and it has its restraints. Culture just loves labels, doesn't it? I mean, there's a label for everything. Every minuscule, um, stupid <laughs> achievement that you think you're having, even as a child, They've got a label for it. You know, they've got graduations for third grade that now. Is so true. Goodness gracious. Can you I, imagine? I was probably uh, going to a graduation every year. Every yes, year. Yes, I can. <laughs> I sure can. I, when I, as soon as I graduated from high school, you know what? One of the first things that I did is I filled out this application mm -hmm. to be included in Who's Who in Broadcasting. Oh. I needed a title. I'm 18 years old, and they accepted me for, I think it was $55. I was going to say, how much did you have to pay? <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> oh, gosh. Mom, they want me to be a model. It's only 1200 bucks. <laughs> gosh. Well, <laughs> but I'm a model now. Those are identity I, I traps. Get, I get to wear the, the name yes, you card. Are. You can, I can tell by the way you walk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, these are, but these are traps. I love that. That's exactly what it is. You know, don't get trapped. <laughs> You're a broadcaster, and I'm a model now. <laughs> I'm a who who broad who's who broad broadcast. <laughs> but that's oh, a, you know true, really the most common identity trap that will stop anyone from <laughs> manifesting their best life is the belief that you should be someone other than yourself. Mm. To believe that you there are a, a a model, a broadcaster, a 
teacher. Mm. You can enjoy the experiences of those things, but it's not who you are. Yeah. It's not who you really are. Every human being is one with the energy that created them. One with one. One with God. One with each other. One with the positive eternal existence of all that is possible. And that's your identity. Yes. So then on a lesser level, we'll call it that, every human being has a talent and we have... Within those talents, you know, all the power and every possibility that is within the Creator is within us. To be able to enjoy the skillful um, uh, practice of talents mm. to create yeah. and to manipulate and to manipulate in your talent, not other people. <laughs> yes. But to manipulate your talent in forms to create the thing that you're imagining mm. and to enjoy the experience of that. And to appreciate it in other people, not because they are imitating you or because they are can be manipulated by you, but to be celebrated and championed and encouraged and edified in their unique gifting and their attraction to specific talents. Well, and this is why it's so important to constantly be mindful of an introspective where our motive and intention is concerned. Because everything flows from that. And so you can have what looks like the same action or the same conversation, the same outcome. It may look the same. But if it's from sort of a, a toxic root, um, it's, it's not the same. And it's not going to have the same outcome in your life either. Right. No, ab absolutely. And that is so true. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says all power is given to man in heaven and on earth. Now think about that. Mm man and woman, in, in the context of that, it means all people. All power has been given to you in heaven and on earth. Now, the scripture it then goes on to say, is it not written, you are gods? Wow. We're gods. So the identity trap begins when you believe that you should be someone other than that. Yeah. Because it become, you become less than that. As soon as we identify with something other than that, well, then you become the teacher, the model, <laughs> the, the, the broadcaster, the whatever it is, which is certainly far less than, than the God within you, the God within me. Well, isn't it so telling that we have to have these, these massive conversations of concepts and ideas and enlightened understanding to... To even, to even begin to discuss the true re eternal realities and, and what that means for our identity, as opposed to ego and, and the fake reality, which is, you know, teacher, model, broadcaster. I mean, these concepts, they cannot be fit into singular words. We have to, and that's why conversation is so important. Being taught, getting new information into our spirit and into our mind is so important because these are big ideas. These are big concepts that we need to be, you know, synthesizing into our lives. Well, when, as soon as you move away from the imagination of all that is possible, mm -hmm. which is absent identification, you really do begin to head down a, I need to quit saying you. 
Because I'm looking at you. You, you, you. I need to stop doing that. I'll just point and I'll say we. I've been deflecting condemnation for (laughs) many decades, Stephen. Not Not from you, but I'm pretty good at that. But it's a slippery slope, Maggie. You, you, you. It is is a slippery slope when we do that. The idea of forming ourselves, trying to capture the identity of somebody else, for example, someone that you admire leads to all kinds of assumptions that other people are doing things the way that, you know, I would do them. Mm. Maybe on a uh, elementary level. Let's say I really admire Michael Jordan. So I'm going to go out here and play basketball like Michael Jordan. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, and, and this is a, a very fundamental example, but it is a, a digression of my own responsibilities to my abilities that God created within me to live the authentic person that I was put here to be, which is is going to be an edification not only of myself and my purpose, but then all of humanity through the butterfly effect. You know, Mm -hmm. I am living out the tacit of, of creativity that is unique to me as a benefit to the collective. When I have a question about that, um, when we're not doing that, what you just described, stepping into that true identity, maybe we're projecting it out onto someone else. Um, do you think it's because we're lazy, we're being spiritually lazy, or are we afraid that if we look within and, and, and we really step into our true self, our true identity, that it just won't be enough? I think you're right. And I think you know, by saying it's not enough means that we're still trying to measure up to the expectations of, of pressure that is put on us by a mm. self-perceived collective that it has an expectation. And a lot of times that's rooted in the way that we're raised, in the expectations mm. of, wow. of guardians and, and parental influences. Wow, so not only are we, conf- you know, we're completely wrong about our identity and what it needs to be, but we're wrong about even the standard that we would hold ourselves to. Yeah, the identity trap is a springboard to believing that we have to conform to some kind of moral code that's been created by other people. Wow. So it's not possible. It is not possible <laughs> to imitate the emotions. It is not possible to imitate the morality mm-hmm. and the intellect of other creative creators. And so when, and as long as you're under those expectations, it leads to a a futile attempt to live out your best life. And it's filled with sorrow. It's filled with, with self-condemnation. And it results in a, uh, a despairing life. You know, this reminds me about something you told me recently that I loved. You said, you know, when, when we are performing um, to an audience of any size, the, the thing to do is to make it about loving on and, and giving, you know, sending uh, inspiration to the audience. And it's not about you. It's not about, which helps you get out of your own head. But it also, I think, is is you could overlay that with life and, and what you're telling us today. This concept that when we become so internally focused and self-focused, tw- you know, 24-7, which is something we have to find a balance with because, yes, we're working to live our best life, not your best life, but mine. Mm. Um, but we still have to find that balance of, you know, unconditionally loving ourselves, but then also allowing that to flow out and to flow onto others as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because, you know, look at it this way. 
The identity trap of imitation, which you're talking about, which Mm -hmm. is to conform to the expectations of others, it leads to that conformity. And when you find yourself conforming to those expectations, and it, it leads to an inability to kinetically believe to attract your desires. Well, why is that? Why is the law of attraction not working to fulfill your purpose, your genius of purpose in the land of the living? Because it's when, when you look to observe for the purpose of imitation, you're looking to, you know, the, the fullness of a, mor- a moral code that you may have developed and established based upon, let's say, the boss of your company. And that's the extent of it. That mm-hmm. is the extent of your identity and your, the extent of the fullness of your pursuits day in and day out. Okay. You're, you're sampling the, only the highlights from other people's lives, which leads to double-mindedness where you're concerned. There's a conflict of nature. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you, you are, you, we, <laughs> we are, you, Maggie. Me. <laughs> we are. Yeah, I wish you guys could see like the giant <laughs> oh finger gosh, he's pointing so at bad. me. I'm, I apologize. We <laughs> we are living a double-minded existence when we do that, which falters our energetic field for attract, attracting the abundance of what was meant for us from out of the universe. I love how you just said that, hey, we're only seeing the highlights of other people's lives. And that's even more of a reason why we can't be imitators of other people. Um you know, it's like seeing a highly successful person living in their moment, having peaking and wondering why you can't do that. I mean, it's life is so nuanced and it's made mm-hmm. up of so mm-hmm. many different facets and journeys and seasons and flows. And so to even begin to compare to someone else, you're, you're already missing so much information. Well, so because there are all those facets and flows and different energetics like you're talking about, it's important to be able to compartmentalize those things, mm. to put them in their proper yes. perspective because they do exist. And we don't want to go around delusionally thinking they don't exist because you're setting yourself up for failure. You'll get blindsided by someone else's expectations yes. and think, oh no, I'm uh, off the rails here. I need to conform and, and get it yeah. back in gear. Now, we, we believe one way because we internally see one way, unique to ourselves, unique to our genius of purpose. And then our interpretation becomes interrupted like that by some other alternate observation that has not been properly identified and categorized. Because with the right perspective now, we can understand that Mr. Joe Boss has a perspective that's correct for him, and we can relate with that perspective, but from where we are, not from where he is. Yes. Because if we try to do it from where he is, we change our internal mind. We change our internal expectations. The interpretation of his expectation becomes a double-minded pursuit of ours. And we're left, again, floundering about in the land of the living, not progressing and growing and developing our best lives. Well, I have to say, if there is a presence in, in a life that is so... It's been there for so long, I think sometimes you can... You can be overcoming, and and how do I say this? You can be really good at at knowing who you are and having your own personal strong, strong identity. And there can be one person that's been a presence in your life, maybe for your entire life, that you can't seem to shake. And I think sometimes some are stronger than others. 
And it's like, and so it's like this one little dark spot in your life and you just can't quite seem to be yourself around that person or reveal your true identity to them. And I think sometimes those can be the deepest and the hardest roots to pull out when we're, because you want your fullness of identity to permeate every nook and and cranny, if you will, of your life. And there's, I've just seen that recently in my own life and then in, in conversation with other people, they're experiencing the same thing. And I just think that's interesting. There does seem to be this vast experiential um, life that is being experienced by so many people right now where that's concerned. Because yeah. these, and what you're talking about is just mixed signals that create mixed synergy. Mm-hmm. Synergy being when it's perfected, the outflow of that progresses you and it expands us. It expands us to attract more of our purpose. But when we internalize the mixed signals, the impulses that you're talking about, then it's a mixed synergy or the double-mindedness that falters and keeps you exactly Mm. where you are, keeps us from, from progressing, from passing the test, from being, from the promotion Mm -hmm. that is supposed to come our way. Yes. So when we, when we begin to attract a thought, a thought that we've been thinking, that we've been writing in our journal, one that we've meditated upon that came from the highest viewpoint, an imagination and a desire, you got all of your, your components of kinetic belief in place. And so you're speaking the new language. You are, we are grateful for this thing and we are determining the actions that we're taking every day when all of these things are in place. But then we reconsider any one of those components, we stop those manifestations. Mm. And we start scratching our head going, well, why isn't this working for me? It's because we're not effectively protecting our space protecting the energy field around us as we go through our day. And we're still, we are still practicing observing to interpret what mm. our purpose is in life. This takes meditation. And it also takes stirring up these things that we talk about every day. Well, it takes kinetic belief because the one time is not going to do it. I remember, um, I don't remember a lot from science class, but... <laughs> I do remember this one analogy. <laughs> I think I, t- I was. I think I took was I, science. Was I there? <laughs> Just kidding. But um, but I do remember this one interesting analogy, and the teacher was describing something called. You just mentioned synergy. He was describing syzygy. And it's just basically, you know, points connecting across a linear path. Like when you're, if you go to a bowling alley, and you know, you see the little red arrows that dot the lane all the way down. And if you technically hit all those arrows, that would be a strike, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that that is the perfect analogy for kinetic belief because your belief has to linearly continue to line up. You know, you have to be willing to say, um, I am the world's greatest violinist for day after day after day, year after year after year. You know, it has to continue to hit those points and those belief points all along the way for it to connect to your end game. And that's something that I feel like you've, that when you first taught me that, it just illuminated, it's like a, a light bulb finally came on. And I could see it. I could see everything because it was my lack of consistency that was always sabotaging me. And that's true for what we're talking about today. Identity, 
and then you can overlay it with everything else else that you're believing for. And and to use your analogy that which is beautiful by the way, and of course the end goal is not to be the world's greatest violinist like right. we talk about, right. but to be the best version of yourself. Yes. Because if it really is the goal to be the world's best, well, you've yes, you will be ba- bad, disappointed. Bad analogy. <laughs> so good the best, analogy, but the best, the best version. You are the best. You're the best Maggie violinist in the world. <laughs> when that is your goal, which yes. is true, but it's the consistency thing, you know, because it's we talk about that a lot with belief, but now mm-hmm. laying laying it over with what you're saying today with identity, is just as vital. It is because the result of all of this, if you're not doing it this way... Kinetic identity. The kinetic identity. (laughs) If you are not living a daily pursuit of a kinetic identity that is not double-minded, you've made made up your willful mind that this is the way it is for me, and I see it this way, I imagine it and desire it this way, I am grateful that it is this way... Outside of that, then you will experience, we will experience a life of mediocrity, which most people do. When things are ho-hum, a little on the sad side, worrisome, and you're fearful and in a hurry and worried and all those things, it's because we're living an existence of of repetitive, habitual manifestations. Mm. It's a circular life pattern. Circular life. Mm. And so now the substance of negative energy that's being formed from the fear of failure, the fear of not living out your best life, the fear of missing out on what you just know you should be experiencing, that leads to the diminishing life, a life of decay, a life of sadness, a life of being depressed because you're living someone else's life and their expectations and you're not manifesting what you know you should be experiencing in this life. So how do you change how do we change all of that? <laughs> I hear you Steve and Maggie, but what do I do now? <laughs> how do I change this mess that I, I found you. myself in? I believe you. I messed in? up. Quit trying to convince me. <laughs> what now? <laughs> Tell me what to do. Yes. Well, you know, it, it really I, I we talk about this Maggie, it just seems it it really is simple until you try to reason with it. Mm, yes. And isn't that true for any nugget of truth? You know, try, you know, jerking the, just rip the bandaid off is simple unless you're afraid of the pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or, or what's under the bandaid. Yes. But a creative creator cannot retain awareness of all there is to know, awareness of their internalized of, of what's within themselves, you can't retain that and meddle in the affairs of others yeah. or allow them to meddle in yours and to come in there and second guess your own identity because they have an, uh, an let's just call it a, an unlawful access, mm-hmm. one that's not should not have ever been granted. Yeah. It's probably a better way to say that. You know, when you whenever you describe that sort of straddling that fence, lifestyle i always see the old you know the old paintings showing like the the soldiers lined up in rows and they're maybe like a hundred feet apart (laughs) facing each other and i just imagine running back and forth trying to be on one side trying to be on the other and you're literally in the worst possible positioning of all the people that are there yes and so we would literally be better off living our worst life (laughs) than running back and forth between one world and the other and so 
I, I love the, the concept that you're giving us of just picking the, the, this side, picking the side of your best life, picking the side of enlightenment and sticking to it. So that's the answer to the person that's going, well, what do I do? Yeah. Yes. How do, what am I supposed to do, Maggie and Steve? <laughs> what do I do? What you just said, Maggie. <laughs> because we have available to all of us an ability to unite our intellect with the universal consciousness, mm. which does, it, it, it does understand all there is to understand. It does know all that there is to know. And we can attract the wisdom for our lives. We can attract the circumstances for our lives to expand and increase and to change. All information and all knowledge is located within the genius of every single person's creative, unique, original purpose. So we have to go there and stay there, regardless of what's going on in the world around us, regardless of what they're talking about is happening in one country or with one people or another. Those things are happening. They they must happen. It's part of the progression of humanity. Mm. And to, to become more, to to advance toward perfected completion, mind, body, and soul. I have a question. You and I have had just uh, a lot of conversations lately about the present moment, what it is, what it means. Um, and I'm just wondering, everything you're describing, enlightenment, the higher self, gratitude, our true identity, does any of that exist outside of the present moment? All things exist only in the present moment. Right. All things, including including the genius of our identity, our purpose. The law of attraction works to assimilate mm-hmm. the components of the present moment. Right. And and you can historically look back and see where you've come where your moments come from. Mm-hmm. And then you can we can uh, pretend to think we know where our present moment is going. But we don't. <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> well, and I'm asking because since we know that that's the case now, you could almost see the present moment as, as the ultimate door, the ultimate gateway to all these good things that you're describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also takes the pressure off of us trying to decorate a home tomorrow. <laughs> yes. If you want your house to look a certain way tomorrow, you get busy decorating it now in the moment. Yeah. If you want your life to look a certain way next year, you work on the moment of life, mm-hmm. the present moment. Yeah. That's all there ever has been and is all that will ever and, will be. And it sounds, it sounds obvious and simple when we say it, but you know, the, the past and the future are like, it, you can feel it trying to pull you in those directions many times throughout your day, throughout your life. And so this is a constant, this never ends, this pursuit of, of living in the present moment and finding everything you need here and centering yourself in that. The present moment is where we find peace. The present moment is where freedom truly exists. It's not in the future and it's not in the past. In fact, you give away your freedom and your peace as soon as we, we start trying to manipulate those things in the past or or. Uh, more idealistically in the future. Freedom is the key to manifesting our highest desires in this moment. So being unencumbered by the fearful thoughts of what's going to happen, what you think might happen, freedom from that is key to manifesting your your greatest life, Yes, which is in this moment. Yeah. Finding peace. In, in other words, if you're fearful of what you think might happen, 
hold on a minute, you're not in the present moment. So we stop those thoughts, cast those down, cast down the imaginations of every uh, broken high thing that's trying to come in and change your, your higher way of thinking. Get rid of those thoughts and come into the present moment and look around at the, and get rid of the labels. Look around at the room that you're occupying. And it's just filled with forms without labels. Mm-hmm. Is there anything there trying to harm you? Well, no. You find peace in this moment. And this peaceful moment, mm-hmm. filled with the joy and happiness of this moment, as things are, as you imagine them to be, will begin to transcend the tomorrows and to fill up the vessel of the space you're occupying with more of your expectation. But to your point, it only happens by staying in the moment, present-minded, in gratitude for things as you imagine them to be. Something else that the present moment has is that nothing else does is the ability to absorb your action in that moment. And, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday you and I had a really big meeting about all kinds of stuff that we were working on and about to do phone calls to make, emails to send. And after the meeting was over, I remember thinking, oh, man, like if I couldn't actually put my hand to all these things we've, that we've been discussing right now, I think I would go, I would just explode. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine, I mean, go try to relax or, or do something other than what we've destined ourselves to do in this conversation. But isn't that how it is in the present moment? It, you have, it's the only time when, when you can actually stand up, walk out the door, and apply action to something. You can't do that outside of the present moment. You can't project action necessarily into the future. And that's a whole other facet of why it's so powerful. You know who really is very successful at being successful in the present moment? <laughs> who? Waiters, waitresses, servers. Yes. That work in the service industry are champions of being present-minded in the present moment. If you could imagine what it would be like to think of all the tasks that one's going to put their hands to as a server in a busy restaurant throughout the day. Yeah. It would drive you mad, right? (laughs) Right, if you could see all the things you were tasked. It's impossible. But if you stay in the present moment, at the end of the day, you're counting your tips and you don't even know how you got there. You took care of your present moment. Yeah, that's a great analogy. True. But the universe, Maggie, it's constructed from both positive and negative source energy. And that's what we're talking about. Protecting our space, our place from the negative from the negative source energetics that always digress one's life. And so the world is part of the the greater universe, which is also sourced from both positive and negative energy, should be parceled out in the proper perspective of this is as it is, so it is as it should be without me meddling or trying to transform it. The way we change the world because kinetic believers are world changers. The way that we change the world is by changing ourselves, doing these things as a daily discipline yes. to not be moved and tossed around by the negative expectations or energetics of the world around us and stop consuming those. Stop meditating on those things as though they are the way it's going to be for you and for me. Wow. And so by journaling our these, these highest viewpoints that we're talking about, for creating thought forms that we imagine to see around us, constructing our lives, this begins to attract and manifest our dreams and our aspirations, and even beyond the things that we can even hope for or imagine. And this is where we get into the exciting, uh, 
the exciting inclusion of the universe and God bringing to us our heart's desire, those things that are that we don't even know we want until we take the, the, the wrapping paper off of it and go, <laughs> mm. who knew? Yes. How wonderful. Mm. Are we out of time? Is there such thing as running out of time with a podcast? No, there's not actually. We could go days. I wonder how long we really could talk if we mm. just... <laughs> I don't know if I don't think I want to answer that question. Well, I think it might be. A, I don't think people, uh, and I don't know, even know if people realize that you and I really do talk all the time. <laughs> and you, you're, we're constantly like, shouldn't we just have our microphones on? <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody in the back seat of a car with us. Can 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 we just? Can you pull over and let me out, please? Yeah, I think I'm going to catch the bus. <laughs> I, I heard this yeah. already. <laughs> Well, maybe just to wrap it up, Stephen Hawking said that in his opinion, there is no aspect of reality that's beyond the reach of the human mind. Mm. And that's really a great place, I think, to stop here today. Yeah. Everything is possible. If you can think of it, if if we can imagine it, not only is it possible, but there's a very high probability that that is meant for you. Mm. Mm. Or the wisdom of that and the thought impulse of that would not have found its way to you think good things and i'm telling you your life will follow it'll change just say this out loud say there are no common people (laughs) there are no common people only average only average (laughs) and i don't know why we're saying that out loud (laughs) <laughs> but there it is, because it's true. It's only average, and I don't want to be average. I don't want to be a You're like, there, person. There are no peasants. Uh, there only are, average. Only average people, and we, no one should be average. That means you're conforming. <laughs> I don't feel like we've really started the affirmations yet. You want to say it out loud again? <laughs> Do say this. This is my one natural life. This is my one natural life. And I am aware of this truth. And I am aware of that truth. So I am manifesting. So I'm manifesting. My dream. My dreams. Into my reality. Into my reality. I am living abundantly. I am living abundantly. I am living a prosperous life. I'm living a prosperous life. Hey, Meg. Hey, Steve. I'm exuding joy right now. I'm exuding joy right now. Because I am in this present moment. Because I'm in this present moment. I'm radiating positivity. I'm radiating positivity. I'm the embodiment of success. And I'm the embodiment of success. I'm manifesting my life of greatness. I'm manifesting my life of greatness. I am love. I am love. I am joy. I am joy. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am not fearful. I'm not fearful. (laughs) I am, therefore I am. I am, therefore I am. And something that I've been saying a lot lately, all is well. All is well. All is well. All is well. Great word. Great word. All is well. Everybody, please hear that. Mm. All is well. Mm. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. <laughs>